This is the Women in Print podcast series, recognizing some of the women who have broken barriers and advanced the cause of women in the printing and imaging industries. Women in Print is sponsored by Heidelberg. Technology continues to accelerate and Heidelberg has matched the pace. Highly automated equipment to meet today's production requirements are not the only tools successful customers need. Big data and business analytics are critical for the success of the modern printer. This is where Heidelberg excels, looking at our customers' business end-to-end and offering customized solutions to maximize productivity and profitability. Contact your Heidelberg account manager to learn more. Hello everyone, I'm Nitya Caleb, the editor of Print Action. Today I'm joined by Deanne Sinclair, an entrepreneur and proud owner of a family business, Cambridge Label Inc. in Cambridge, Ontario. Cambridge Label manufactures custom printed labels for food and beverage, pharmaceutical, industrial and medical applications for label resellers across Canada and the US. Deanne, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me, it's a pleasure. So I would like to start off by asking you to explain a little bit more about your role in Cambridge Label. Yeah, so I have been working at Cambridge Label for 12 going on 13 years. It is my family business. It was started by my father. And uh, I kind of started working out in production, helping out wherever needed. Uh, I've really kind of worn all the hats in in the business. And uh, now I manage the day-to-day operations. So I, you know, I oversee everything and uh, yeah, have my hands in, in all areas of the business. Wow. So take me back. When did you join the business? I started in 2009. As a summer student, I was uh, working on my undergraduate degree at Western University studying business. And during the summer, you know, I wanted to work for those four months. And my father, Terry, he said, why don't you come work with me, see what it's all about. And then I went back um, every summer thereafter until I completed my degree. And then upon graduating, I joined him full time. That's excellent. But it also, Deanne, it begs the question as to what you found so attractive about the, the industry and the work that your father was doing, because not many youngsters, and always the impression of the, uh, the challenge that the industry is having right now is attracting young talent, right? Yes. And so one, I think what really drew me to the industry is, well, two primary things, but first and foremost, it's very fast paced, which I really like. I had kind of a taste of doing a couple other things um, prior and I just felt like it was, I don't know, just the pace was not there. And I just felt like, you know, you come into work and, and things are, are quick moving and it keeps things interesting. The other uh, interesting thing is I noticed even over my, you know, working those four summers, so over basically four calendar years, how quickly technology was always evolving right in our industry uh which also keeps things interesting because i feel like once you kind of get a new you introduce some new software or technology or piece of machinery then like the next year or the year after something uh better faster quicker cooler is introduced uh which we have always tried to stay on the forefront of technology and are always looking for kind of the next best thing so i found that very interesting as well so let's go back to the beginning of your career 
Now, if you want, if you wanted to give yourself a, an advice to the to the young Deanna who was just starting out, what would that advice be? That's a good question. It has to do with, I think, you know, kind of the attitude and how how you portray yourself at work. So, what's interesting is I've found uh, throughout the course of my career here, uh, the most desirable trait of any employee and any team member is enthusiasm. Right. It sounds so simple mm -hmm. and so, you know, common sense, but it's amazing how, you know, if somebody is rolling out a new initiative or trying to introduce change, how those who are enthusiastic and embrace new challenges, opportunities, um, how that I think helps excel somebody in their career versus, you know, maybe not as be being as enthusiastic as others. So that's one thing where I think when I reflect back to like my very, very early young days, mm -hmm. I always like to think I'm an enthusiastic person, but maybe I could have like upped the enthusiasm a bit in the, in the beginning. <laughs> so, uh, cause you never know what you're going to learn. Right. And yeah. it's always, uh, I just feel like those who are enthusiastic probably do better in their careers than those who may be lacking enthusiasm. That's so true. Uh, you know, there, it's so when, especially when you're a leader, it's easy to talk and explain things to someone who sounds in, who's who sounds interested in what you have to say, uh, rather than someone who's struggling with, you know, with just coming into office and looking at it as a chore. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I think too, just to add on it, you can't train for enthusiasm and passion, right? Either people have it or they don't. And when I'm interviewing now, if I have somebody come to me with, you know, so much relevant technical experience where we wouldn't really have to do a lot of training, but they seem so uninterested and not enthusiastic, mm -hmm. I actually hire the person who exudes enthusiasm and I'd rather train them from the ground up because at least they seem like they are, are passionate and that they care uh which is you can't train for that and i think having passionate people who are enthusiastic about driving the company forward is what makes a good company so deanne tell me what's been one challenge that you faced during your career i'm sure there are many but let's just focus on one for now well it's interesting yeah so that this is kind of a woman in print or woman in manufacturing feature because when i started going to trade shows um <laughs> My father, Terry, started bringing me along uh, basically as soon as I started. So I think I was maybe like 19 when I went to my first trade show. And he told me to go around. Uh, we went to, to Label Expo, mm -hmm. and uh, which is, uh, you know, the largest uh, trade show for label printers. And he told me to go around and research all, you know, the new and upcoming technology because he was like, you know, we want to invest in, in, you know, new technology and I want your opinion. And I felt like nobody gave me the time of day. Wow. Nobody because I was well, you know, I was younger at the time. And um, I hate to say it, but you go to those trade shows and they're so male dominated. I don't know if if that's playing into things, but here I was, I was like this petite, <laughs> petite teenager, quite literally. <laughs> and nobody wanted to talk to me. So what was interesting is when I went back um 
the next year to the trade show I forget what I had on my badge mm-hmm. but I think the first show I went to I, I had like marketing intern or something like very you know maybe that was also playing into it um so the next time I went uh Terry said to me he's like just put owner just put owner on your badge even though I like I wasn't at the time right but he's like you know you have major influence over what I do so just change your title and go in there and then people actually gave me the time of day which was interesting but I remember feeling quite unheard at my first event you had two things going against you Deanne and your gender but I feel yeah I feel uh quite different about it now um that is so true and it's so typical you know when um, uh, there have been moments when in my own career uh, there have been instances when you you enter a room that's filled in with with um, people of different uh, backgrounds and car and ethnicities and genders it's always a challenge at that point of time to make yourself heard so it's 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 yes that's that's yeah it is true now, Deanne, so you've had this challenge, but then you've also managed to overcome that. And, and that's huge. So why don't you describe one a, a defining moment in your career? So this may not paint me in the in the most positive light, but I do want to be candid and share it with you. So what's interesting, and I, I've seen this too, it happens that I think every company is sometimes people get comfortable, right? They get yeah. comfortable with their superiors. They've been there a long time. They know their stuff. Not to say they think, oh, you know, I can't do anything wrong, but you know, people get comfortable. I think that's just inherent uh, in, in any company. And I remember I hadn't the way the working relationship happened for a while was my father was running the day-to-day operations. This is probably six years ago, but I was kind of like his right-hand person. He would ask me to do things. I would go away. I would work on them and then, you know, take, take it back to him with a solution that hopefully we would execute together. And I remember, I forget what it exactly was, but we had so much going on. I think we were installing new equipment. I was training new people, but he asked me to do something for him. And I kind of pushed it to the back burner. And then he asked me again, and I had pushed it to the back burner Um, because I had like a, I did have, it wasn't like I was doing nothing. I had like a long list of things, but still, I must say I, I was pushing it to the side. Then finally he said to me, he was, he said, um, you know, if you were working corporate for somebody else, mm-hmm. would this have been done? Would this have been done? And I thought, yeah, it probably would have, right? Because it is, you can fall into the trap of getting comfortable, especially when yeah. you're working with family or especially with, if you're working with, in my opinion, like, a, uh, you know, you have a boss that you've been working with for, you know, five plus years, right. it's easy to kind of deflect, but then I, I thought, you know what, he's totally right. He put me in my place and <laughs> I, I, but it was, it was effective because I've like, I have not, you know, I do not drop the ball. Right. And I was younger again, I was younger at the time, but, um, I think that was kind of a, was like, Oh, okay. You know, you have to stay on top of things and you can't let things slide no matter how insignificant they seem. It's important to you know, always stay on top of things for, for the sake of your teammates. So, and what they're asking. So, yeah, I don't know that for whatever reason that just stands out as a defining moment. I can still remember that it was a Friday afternoon. I remember where I got put in my place a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) That must have been one tough weekend, Deanne. 
Well, it was because I remember I was it was in the summer and it was like a nice I think it might have even been like a long weekend. I was like, oh, and I, but we still laugh about it today. I um, uh, we were talking about it actually last week and he was like, oh, was I that harsh with you? And I was like, well, it was effective. It was a crash course in management that your dad yeah. gave you. What's been one of the biggest risks that you've taken in your career? In terms of risk, I always feel like we assume some risk. You know, our industry is so capital intensive. It's very expensive to get in, you know, to invest in new equipment, invest in new technologies, and even invest in in people. And I was reflecting on, you know, all the decisions we've made in terms of investments um, since my involvement. And we did make one big leap of faith back in 2013. We were fully... um, a flexography uh, print shop so every single you know press we were making plates and and printing at flexo so back in 2013 we did make the leap into digital printing Mm -hmm. which i remember was really um risky at the time because i had no idea how much of our you know i had kind of a ballpark of what i thought could be converted to digital but i didn't know for certain. And I remember thinking, will we have enough work to fill this piece of equipment up? Or is this going to be a bit of a bust? Um, And again, equipment is expensive. So I remember making that leap of faith. And I remember Terry saying to me, okay, if this doesn't work out, I know who I'm coming to. (laughs) (laughs) He was joking, but like, you know, there's always, I always, my mom always has this underlying, um, kind of saying about jokes she's always like oh there's always some truth in jokes too right so I was like oh gosh but um it's worked out it's worked out well for us so and we now have two digital machines so um that we both run two shifts so there you go it worked out but at the same time at the time I was like this is expensive totally new Yes, um, yes, that is so true, right? Because this, 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 uh, it, you, you know, you're comfortable with a solution that's been working for years for the company, and yeah. then you had to shift to a new technology, which is also constantly evolving as well. So that's a big leap of faith. I'm glad it's worked out for Cambridge. Deanne, what's a piece of advice that you've received through your career that you would pass on to others? I think that sometimes projects can seem so, so big in size and it can be difficult to know where to start but first and foremost you just have to start just dig in somewhere and it's easier to you know again delay or put off or focus on other things but the other advice I try and actually give um, new people that we're onboarding all the time is to um, chunk the project I always say so you know break it up into smaller segments I don't know if you are familiar with the book by Darren Hardy called The Compound Effect, but it talks about how, you know, small changes in your daily routine amount over time to a substantial change. So if you're finding it something, you know, you never have the time to work on something. If you just set aside 15 or 20 minutes a day, if you can carve out that to work on it, then by, you know, the end of the week, you've spent a fair amount of time on it and then think about two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, two months. Uh, So that's one advice when I'm talking to even people we have here internally, they're like, I never have time to work on this. It's always so busy. I mean, work is always busy. You have to carve out time in small segments and chip away at it. And then you'll be amazed at what you can accomplish with it in two to three, four weeks. That's a great advice, Deanne, that I'm going to take back as well. Chunking. Yeah. 
What keeps you excited about label printing? I've touched on this already, but it truly is the ever-evolving technology. Mm-hmm. I, I really enjoy that aspect of it, researching it, learning how we can, you know, introduce more automation into our, um, you know, our operations, whether that be even on the, you know, the workflow side of things. So I'm looking into um, some web to print software right now currently um, to better automate the receipt of orders. And, you know, there's always new things even coming out on the equipment level as to how we can, you know, automate the production side of things. And it's not to, my goal isn't to, I feel the need to say this, but we're a family owned and operated business. I deeply care for all of our team. It's not so much about you know, I don't have intent to cut anybody or anything like that. It's more like to keep up with the, like with growth and new business coming in. I actually feel like in order to keep up with it, you just have to be evolving and making things more efficient because customers always want everything yesterday. Yes. Oh, seriously. And if we're like old dinosaurs, where like the way we're doing things is just like not efficient or not the latest and, and best way then we're going to lose business because we're too slow to respond. It kind of uh, resonates with what, with the conversation that I recently had with Freezins because they're automating their plant as much as they can. And, and that's an employee-owned business, but they are doing it as well. And, and for, for the employees, it's, it's basically they're getting upskilled. They're going to a, uh, to a more skilled position. Uh, is available for them because the lower skilled jobs are being are being done more efficiently with automation. Uh, I, I hear you when you talk about efficient operations and what uh, how best to respond to customer needs in this day and age. So, mm-hmm. so would that be uh, you know where you see uh, moving Cambridge Label? Uh, because that was my next question about future plans for Cambridge Label. Definitely looking to get something on the web to print side because, you know, we recognize right now we, we do offer a high level of service and our whole business model has been, you know, you can pick up the phone and you can call us right. and you will get a live person. And if you say to me, um, Hey, I actually really need my job. Can you bump it up in production? We always do our best to accommodate that. So I don't want to take that away, but we do have kind of a younger generation of buyers who are coming in who want to do things more in an automated uh, you know, less, I don't, I hate to call it old school, but, you know, in a more automated and futuristic way, which I would like to get something in place for, you know, to cater to that. That is one, one area that I'm, I'm looking at. Um, the other, we're looking at some new equipment to expand our capabilities. We offer a lot in terms of the labels that we can produce, but as an example, for like the wine label or very high-end label market, um, we don't currently have silkscreen capabilities or say digital UV inkjet uh, to, to build. That is what gives you, you know, a very nice tactile feel for high-end labels so we're looking at kind of upping our uh, embellishment side of things to be able to do some really fancy uh fancy stuff so uh again all of that is also a lot of money and um we have run out of space here in terms of square footage um so we're taking over uh, two more units in, in the building this year to make way for more equipment just to keep our on-time deliveries, 
you know, at the 90 plus percent mark, but also to make make room for equipment that will enhance our offerings. Well, good luck with that, uh, Deanne. Now, how do you see the industry changing in the next five to 10 years? I think that you will actually get a lot more uh, printers implementing web to print uh, software. I think I've already seen a big change over the last five years. And I think that you're going to continue to see see that. I think that um, you'll continue to see digital grow, you know, digital printing as as a um, kind of a, a method of printing continue to grow and, and take away more. I'm not saying, you know, in the label industry is, I think that Flexo will always have a place because you're, you are going to have those long runs that you just don't make sense to run digital. Mm -hmm. But I've noticed that digital uh, technology is always improving in terms of the run speed. You know, when we first yeah. looked at it in 2013, the run speeds on a lot of machines were 25, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 feet per minute. Now I know in the label segment, there's some machines out there that are 200, 250 feet per minute. So they're like 10 times as fast as what they were nine years ago. Mm -hmm. I think that you're going to continue to see more and more people adopt digital and then the ink cost on the digital machines will start to reduce. And as a result, you'll see, see more shifting that way. Lastly, I want to find out from you, how would you like to see the graphics arts industry change, especially when it comes to diversity, equity, and inclusion? Well, I may be biased, but I would love to see more women in our industry. I feel like even now when I reflect on our customer base, so many, I deal with a lot of small business owners and so many of them are male and it's interesting how women in in print because we sell to other printers print brokers um we are trade printers so i don't deal direct with the actual user of the product i'm dealing with other people in the graphic arts industry primarily right. and it's amazing how still i find if i encounter another you know female small business owner in our industry how we almost become instant friends because there's not they're just not out there right yeah so i would like to see that continue to change but i also would like to see um more younger people in our industry and i think a lot of that starts with um you know the company who's doing the hiring uh, seeing the potential and recognizing that, you know, a lot of people don't have experience in our industry and you just have to give them a chance, right? If they kind of possess, you know, the enthusiasm and all the kind of the soft skills that you would look for, you can kind of train, it's, you know, easy, easier to train somebody on the technical side, you know, and then of course, in terms of diversity, I mean, my whole philosophy is the more diversity, the better, and, you know, I'm really looking to bring in, a, it's a conscious thought of mine anyway, that, you know, I want to embrace all backgrounds and, um, and just try and incorporate more people uh, of different backgrounds into our team. So that's one thing that I really is on the forefront of my mind when I'm, when I'm hiring as well. And I, I you know, I kind of hope that leaders in our industry will kind of look at those those things and, and incorporate that into their hiring strategies. Deanne, I want to thank you for joining us today. It's been wonderful to hear about your career, the challenges you've faced and your dreams as well. I really appreciate the opportunity to talk to you. 
Thank you. Likewise, thank you again for having me today. It's been a pleasure. Please subscribe to Print Action's e-newsletter to be notified every time a new podcast is uploaded. I'm Nitya Kalev. Thank you for tuning into the Women in Print podcast series. See you next time. Women in Print is sponsored by Heidelberg. Technology continues to accelerate and Heidelberg has matched the pace. Highly automated equipment to meet today's production requirements are not the only tools successful customers need. Big data and business analytics are critical for the success of the modern printer. This is where Heidelberg excels, looking at the customer's business end-to-end and offering customized solutions to maximize productivity and profitability. Contact your Heidelberg manager to learn more. Thank you.